This is the second episode of Law School in Brief. I'm Lydia. And I'm Megan. And, and uh, Megan just had her first day of class. <laughs> or, or... Yeah, yeah. First day of orientation. And it's like a week-long orientation, um, which sets it apart from any other orientation I've ever been to. Um, yeah, so ahead of time, they sent me uh, this list of all the things that we were going to be expected to have complete before we arrive, um, and also all the things that we could expect for the week. So I checked that list no less than six dozen times, uh, <laughs> even down to like at 11 a.m. today. I had to be there at 1 p.m. At 11 a.m. today, I was obsessively rechecking the list, looking for any little thing that maybe I'd forgotten to do because Lord what knows. Kind of thing, like print off a resume or like read a uh, text? Like read an entire book, um, come dressed a certain way, have read this case of some kind. Um, Wow. Yeah, in fact, I feel like I should have had my, I should have had it like right, right next to me, but I don't. Um, anyway, long story short, uh, it went very well. And yes. yeah, but also, okay, so I, I jotted down some feelings that I had beforehand. Um, and I thought it was kind of funny because it's like, I'm a 28 year old woman and I still have <laughs> the really hardcore <laughs> day before hour before week before school jitters I did I was I, wow. I got out of the shower and I like laid on my bed and stared at the ceiling and thought it's go time <laughs> uh, and then of course I had to do like the scouring of my closet trying to figure out what I'm gonna wear on my first day of law school <laughs> what did you wear I should have taken an outfit of the day pick, but I, I opted for a dark denim uh, cuffed at the ankle with a loose-fitting boyfriend tee that has uh, <laughs> blue and white stripes with the uh, sleeves rolled up because I felt like it made me look a little bit more like Atticus Finch. Um, so that is what I went with. And, of course, a, really a dangly nice. earring yeah, for power. So, nice. Yeah. Man, yeah. and first impressions of like the school, the classmates, the professors. Did you meet a lot of people, or was it just like business overview PowerPoint, or was it like now and for a name game and another name game? Thank baby Jesus, there was no name game. Um, <laughs> no, it was a lot of PowerPointy stuff, uh, and I feel like I did meet a lot of people. Though they oh. did not meet me. Does that make sense? <laughs> mm, uh, no. Like, <laughs> like, I know the names and faces of quite a few folks now. They have uh -huh. no idea I exist. Wait, what happened in your in-person interaction with them that you were invisible to them? <laughs> I was sitting in a lecture hall and they were introducing themselves. Oh, to oh, 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 oh. Okay. I yes. understand. <laughs> yes. Uh, um. But I did, I, so I thought it was funny, just the politics of a classroom. I mean, like, talk about a classroom setup. You know, you have stadium-style seating, uh, and it's broken up into essentially, like, three sections, and the sections are broken by um, aisles that you can walk up and down. And so 
I get into the classroom, it's probably two-thirds of the way full, and predictably, though disappointingly, everybody's sitting in the back. And so, really? yeah, I thought, okay, like, this is, wow, we're really still doing this. Like, we're in high school, for sure. Um, so I went and I sat right up front, and then I was worried that people would think that I was, like, some goody two-shoes for sitting up front. But you know what? I don't care. Because I also yeah. looked around the room <laughs> and quickly realized, and I should also preface this by saying I only met half of, or I only saw half of the class today because orientation was broken up. It was like, if your last name begins with A to L, you go in the morning. Oh. Yeah. And the other half in the afternoon. So, but in, in looking around, I would put money that I am the oldest person in that room, mm. if not maybe like the second oldest. Mm. Um, so I did have to think, why do, what do I care what these people think about me if I'm sitting in the front? But yeah. Um, I was glad to be sitting in the front because all the people that that I met that didn't meet me, uh, they were people, <laughs> it was a lot of um, folks that represented uh, like centers on campus. So we met uh, div- the diversity advisor, librarian, um, the school mental health service workers, financial aid folks. Uh, oh, and we met, and I thought of you, Lydia, we, we met um, the campus rabbi and a pastor, and apparently there's a whole religious center, and they have representatives from all these different religions, and so they had two of them come and speak to us today about what services they offer, which I thought was really cool. That's really cool. Yeah, and I, I am a person who doesn't ever think about that, but I did think you know, if I, if I were practicing a religion, this would feel like the most welcoming, inclusive environment. Mm. Yeah. A um, couple of fun things. I got a yeah. lock today. So you, you have can... a locker? Yeah. Wait, you, you have can... a lock? No. Well, it, I was given a key. So it's key operated. Uh, and I have the key to locker number 355. So come find me. <laughs> I'm going to fly to North Carolina. Please write, write you a note, not say hi to you in person. Just go to your locker. Now that I know where it is, I'm just going to flip it in there. <laughs> um, wow. Oh, that's so cool. I did tour some schools that have locker rooms and I was like, that's pretty sweet. I don't want to carry books on my back all day, but I don't think that WashU has lockers, but maybe really? I just haven't seen them. I don't know. I didn't see them on my tour. I hope you didn't see them. All the tours I went on, every law school had lockers of some kind. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Them do. which yeah. is funny. That's something I would not have known before I toured law schools. Lockers? Locker rooms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, but enough about my exciting news. I think well, no, you I mean, that's exciting news. But I just want to say I, I just love that you're in this accelerated program that starts before mine so that I can hear, <laughs> <laughs> I can get the scoop about everything before. Ugh. Um. Yeah, I hope you know this whole podcast is going to be you telling me what you learned in class so that in a week I'll know what's up, right? <laughs> this is yeah, <laughs> personal tutoring. <laughs> like on a, on a micro level, I'm going to tell you right now, bring a snack to orientation. <laughs> on a macro okay. level, I'm now just realizing that I'm probably going to be taking the bar six months before you are Whoa, when the time comes. Yeah. yeah. Whoa. That's pretty sweet. I, yeah, for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
uh, that you can actually do something with your degree instead of waiting. Um, uh, but yeah, okay. So in the past week since we've talked, you started school and mm. I last time was on nine waitlists. Now I'm on eight waitlists. I got in <laughs> on Thursday. We could have been neighbors. I thought about it. I put that in the pros list for sure. Um, <laughs> but I did up deciding not not to take it and just uh, to go wash you why so okay. can you put a price tag on being my neighbor lydia really really <laughs> your joking question gets to the heart of my the struggle with deciding because there were a lot of things i couldn't put price tag on or that i felt like i was too naive to appropriately value like um like the cost of prestige how much more, like what kind of jobs would I get with a Duke degree that I couldn't get with a WashU degree? And I just feel like I don't, ha- I don't know enough about the market. Anyways, I talked to like a lot of people and like Duke grads and um, a friend's older brother who's a law professor. And um, it was just, it was just a hard, oh, here's the main difference is if I went to Duke, I'd be like $150,000 more in debt than mm-hmm. WashU. Both schools gave me a scholarship, scholarship money, but Washington gave me more scholarship money. And that difference, it was just, it was large enough that I was like, I don't think I can, I, I do think that debt stresses me out. A lot of the Duke grads I talked to were like, they have a good repayment program um, for people going into public interest and, um, you know, because of the elite status of the school, you're going to get these uh, more job opportunities to do things that will help you pay off that debt than if you didn't. And I was like, I, and I asked them about, um, their like loan payments every month and stuff. And I was just like, I think I, I think I got this without the Duke degree. And so it's also just like, how naive am I being for not valuing prestige that much? Um, because I just, it's like, I look in the mirror, I'm like, can you do it, Lydia? Or can't you? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I can. So, like, bring it on. And I just will wake up every day without that extra $150,000 looming over me. I'll have my own debt without that extra $150,000. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that actually, oh, man, I could go really deep on this particular topic. But, like, so what you said about, the value of like a name right like the value of going to duke because of how elite it is that really i mean if i so i'm going like elon is a decent law school but it's like not an elite law school and i had to really weigh some pros and cons i thought should i take the lsat again like do do i oh man you could really get caught in that in that spiral you know of second guessing yourself and wondering if you should trust your gut but I think for me what it all boiled down to was I knew wherever I went to law school as long as I committed to it I would do a good job and I think and knowing you as well as I know you like you would do so well at Duke you would do just as well as you're going to do at WashU and it has nothing to do, I just really, I think it comes down to the quality of student. And there are certain things that, like, you cannot measure by an LSAT or a GPA. Um, and if one option saves you $150,000, like, you're not an idiot. 
know? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. these loan repayment programs, I don't know um, about Elon, uh, if they do that where they assist people going into public interest, but just in case we have any listeners who are like thinking about law school, you should check out their loan repayment assistant programs because there are a lot of schools where um, if you're making below a certain income, so for Duke it was like if you're making 60000 or below, they pay all of your um, loan payments. Whoa. So it's like it is $150,000 more of debt, but like I could get away with not paying any of that if I took a low-paying job that maybe arguably like I'm, it's low-paid, but it's because I'm serving a population that can't pay me a ton of money and I'm but doing wait. a lot of really effective work. Claire, so I was thinking question. about that too. What, yeah. About the loan repayment. So mm-hmm. would you only then be eligible to... Would you only be eligible for that loan repayment program where Duke repays all of your loans as long as you were making $60,000 or less? Or is there like, if you work for $60,000 or less for five years or 10 years, then they'll pay it off. Like, are you locked in for as long as it would take to repay your debt? Oh, um, does that make sense? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I am scared to give people the wrong advice from what I... Mm-hmm. From what I understood. Also, did we ever make the disclaimer that nothing on this podcast is legal advice? I think maybe we should should have done that from the very beginning. None of this is advice. Please, please, <laughs> please consult someone. Yeah. And then for the loan repayment thing, please consult the like school that you're thinking of attending. Yeah. Um, also, please don't like. <laughs> in, a, in a in a hilarious turn of events, please don't sue us. that <laughs> be. um so (laughs) we should have consulted lawyers before we made this podcast but anyways to answer your question I think that um so like say one year you're making 60,000 and it's not just an income thing for Duke and others some other schools um actually for Harvard it is solely income based but for these things that have to do with public interest it needs to be a certain kind of job where like the job that you're getting hired for has to have like in the job description that a JD is a requirement. Some jobs, you know, that you get, you don't need to have a JD. It's just like nice that you have it. But for these, it's a requirement. And then also you have to be doing, I think it's like legal services and there could be another kind of law job, like a research job or something where you're not doing um, like actual services for clients. I, you know what, that was my understanding from the reading. Um, okay. so I think if you were getting 60,000, then maybe the next year you got a raise and then you'd be paying some of your loans, um, up to 75,000 and then they don't help you anymore. So there's a little <laughs> bit of a scale. Yeah. But, so um, either you make less than $75,000 or you invest an additional 150,000 and you better hope you're making a bunch of money. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's also the federal programs like the, um, the, based on your income, they can adjust your repayment. And um, there's like a public service loan forgiveness from the federal government that, you know, could be on the chopping block anytime. But there's stuff, it's like, that's the kind of thing that when I was first researching law schools, I was like, minimize debt at all, like, no matter what. And I, mm-hmm. I really didn't understand these programs. So um, those are cool. But anyways. So uh, can you now... Okay, so that was, so, okay. I, 
Let's get down to brass tacks here, Lydia. Can we officially officially say that you are going to watch you, or are we still holding out for those other eight schools? Like, at what point, to me, this is just, like, driving me crazy, because if I were in your shoes, I would be like, where am I putting my clothes in a week? Like, where am I going to be sleeping in a week? You are so bold. (laughs) Um, um, bold, stupid. What are the? How, how do you put an adjective on what <laughs> I'm doing? So, <laughs> ooh, I hear an echo for myself. Okay, now it's gone. Um, I have structured my entire move so that it can be adjustable within an instant. I mean, this is from my like gut. It's like I know I'm going to wash you. Like, but while I'm on these eight wait lists. <laughs> I have to like hold out a little bit of hope for Harvard, <laughs> just in case. So I have all of my so, like, and I'm spending a stupid amount of money to do what I'm doing, because if I knew that I was going to St. Louis, mm-hmm. I could have like spent a decent amount of time finding an affordable apartment and a convenient location, but um, and and then had my stuff shipped there. Like Amtrak has a really cheap shipping option i don't know if you've ever looked into that i I was confused like i could have moved all my stuff for 200 bucks but instead yeah you should check it out um this was the joy of having a like low intensity job was because i could i could just sink a lot of time into looking at these type of things but but the most flexible option that i found was a u-haul um like storage pod i loaded all the stuff from my bedroom into this pod and then it's in a warehouse in not Boston, like an outlying town. And it's just sitting there until I call them to tell them what address to send it to. Um, and I'll That's probably won't track. do that until like October. <laughs> just so because I also so I have a, a really generous like friend of a family friend who's hosting me um, in St. Louis. And I, I had this conversation with her where I was like, if I bail at the last minute. Am I going to, you know, like how bad is that going to hurt you? Because I'm like contributing a little bit in rent. And she's like, it's fine. Don't worry about it. And I was like, okay, sweet. So I have a place to live while I then start searching for apartments. But because WashU starts before these other schools start on the wait list that I'm on wait list for, I could move to St. Louis and then move back, (laughs) which is crazy. So So I like have my room in my apartment. It's like bare of all my stuff and I have a sublet but once that sublet leaves then I'm paying a month of rent just in case I come this is all absurd (laughs) yeah anyone who might have started listening to my podcast is now or our podcast is now like I'm out because this hostess is crazy but um (laughs) just just in case like this is the stuff I'm like thinking about like just in case and then I have like a couple bags of things with me that I'll bring on the plane the ticket that I haven't even bought yet go (laughs) back Love it. Because what if I hear from something while I'm in Ireland? By the way, I'm flying out tomorrow to go on a, like, vacation. <laughs> my last f- bit of freedom before school. So that's just like, wow. for, uh, Oh, my what gosh. I, do it? I yeah. realized that I had, like, hard wedding brain when you were telling me about all of your travels. But I did not realize you were going to Ireland. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, my. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's what I have been doing. 
And now that everything is like, now that there's a plan, it, it makes sense to me. Like, like pack up the U-Haul, you know, go travel for a little bit. When I come back, buy a ticket to wherever I'm moving and then move there. No biggie. Um, and crash with a friend or a family friend until mm-hmm. I find a place. But while it was happening, like this entire summer of like figuring out how do you plan a move that can be uh, adjustable or reversible. A flexible move. It's weird. Super weird. A flexible move during one of the most seemingly inflexible times of your life. Yeah. Well, so can you hear that that in the background? I'm sorry. Yeah. What is what's going on over there? That is Adam deciding to vacuum as he knows we are recording this podcast. (laughs) Adam is like barefoot and pregnant. I'm not even going to (laughs) be mad at him for this because he has put together our entire apartment while I've been having like law school related meltdowns. So yeah. Okay. So I was, I was also going to ask you about your move to North Carolina. You're a little bit settled, but now that you've brought up your meltdowns, I wanted to ask you how you're like, feeling because I will wake up at like 6 a.m. in like a panic now for the past few days yeah I'm feeling I'm feeling much better than I was a week ago you know we got to North Carolina we had three days to unload half not even half maybe a quarter of our stuff and then we immediately had to turn around and drive to St. Louis evidently um for a wedding and we wanted to fly but we waited too long to buy the tickets and the tickets were going to be like $1,400 so we (gasps) yeah oh my god do I need to go ahead and buy my ticket to St. Louis just in case probably not I think I think you're okay we really messed up um anyway yeah so I flying would have meant that we were there for three days you know get there on a Friday wedding on Saturday fly back Sunday but because we had to drive it ended up being a five-day excursion um (laughs) and yeah and we got back yesterday (laughs) oh my god (laughs) and I I mean, at any moment I could have cried because of just the stress. Like I felt like I didn't, I, I need time to like land and set up and, you know, we're still kind of like living out of boxes. And so, yeah, it's very stressful, but luckily Adam doesn't start school for another, I should also say for the listeners at home, Adam is my, my very newly minted husband. He doesn't start school until August 16th. And he's going to be teaching at Grimsley High School. So while I'm at school, he's here, feet on the ground, like setting everything up. Um, and Angel. I'm so grateful. Angel, seriously. But that's why I'm so stressed out hearing about your situation because I'm just thinking, no more boxes. I never see another box in my life, <laughs> especially boxes that don't have permanent homes yet. My God. Whew. They're all yeah. safe in a, but the thing is also in that storage container both of my bikes so i won't be biking around till like october i know sorry but october is a good time to bike yeah um well oh i was gonna ask you oh wait no i think that you answered both of those questions at once like how you're settling in answer you Mm. aren't and Mm. or like or like rush doing it and how you're feeling which is like kind of panicky but no, but you're feeling better now that you've actually gone. That's yeah, definitely. The band-aid has been ripped off and I now nice. feel capable. 
And tomorrow we're having our discussion about Brian Stevenson's uh, Just Mercy book, which I absolutely loved reading. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. As re- I love that you had that as required reading. Oh, me too. It sets the tone. It really does. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you all Maybe- have a discussion group about it? Yeah, we got broken up. I'm in the orange group. So me and the rest of the Naranja crew will be <laughs> discussing Brian Stevens tomorrow. Nice. Yeah. Speaking of Spanish words that I'm just throwing around, uh, one other fun thing is that I learned today that El Centro, through Elon, uh, offers free Spanish classes, conversational Spanish classes, to law students. To make well, us you got to do that. Oh, absolutely. I, like, wrote it down and highlighted it and took the guy's information down. That's, yeah, that's absolutely happening. I mean, I don't know when you'll have time to do that, but it can't hurt. Do you have any background in it? Have you done, like, an intro in college or anything? No, no. When I was in sixth grade, I took a Spanish class. So it's been uh, a long time. Oh, wow, that's really cool. Will you have to go to the main campus for that? Yes, but that's not too far away. So nice. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. I feel like we should. Well, this has been a very brief. Yeah, this is twenty five. Oh, we're so good at this. I in my head, I was like, oh, it'll be like a thirty minute podcast. But like last week and this week, it's just like twenty five minutes. You know. (laughs) And seal delivered. Yes. Is that what you were about to say? Or were you about to bring up another topic of conversation? I just shut you down. No, I was going to say, we should probably wrap it up. It's about that time. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I will talk to you soon. And from Ireland. Oh, my. Yeah. That's going to be fun. Um, Have a safe trip. And uh, I'll let you know how business casual goes tomorrow. (laughs) Okay. Cool. (laughs) Okay. Bye, Megan. Bye.